Good morning with Sarah Megan Kelly, episode three, season two, bringing awareness to our community about murdered and missing indigenous women and missing indigenous people with raising awareness through fundraising and helping Baycomb College with two wonderful fundraising events. Good morning, everyone. OCO, Hawaii, Maratwe. Today, I'm interviewing with Dr. Nikki Michael, interim president from Bacon College and an organizer for the Red Dress event and stomp dance, fashion designer, Alyssa Brackett. I would like to welcome our guest here this morning. Thank you, Dr. Michael, for joining us this morning. I would like to ask you to talk about what needs to be done here on campus and how we can help out with raising funds to help with the construction here on campus. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Wanishi. I um, am so grateful that you are doing this podcast and I'm grateful for all the aunties, all the, the wonderful ladies and gentlemen that have stepped forward to help our students. Um, the long and short of it, there's plenty of long answers here, but I'm gonna try to keep it very cryptic and, and just get to the point. Uh, we have a number of dorms. They're old buildings on campus and they're historical, over a hundred years old in some cases that we can't just, hey, go fix it. We actually have to spend a lot of time and money making sure that they're fixed to uh, restore the historical value, but also uh, make sure that we make them safe. So, uh, but our biggest concern overriding everything is safety of the students. And so in that regard, we've had to do much mold remediation here. Uh, we've uh, had to remove students from dorms in the past, and that was no easy task, especially for a population such as ours, our indigenous peoples. Uh, that solid foundation is critical for them to have a place to rest their head and not feel like they're going to be removed again. And unfortunately, we triggered a lot of those issues when we did remove them. So. Um, that is just one example of many of what happens with our buildings. Uh, we also have classroom buildings that are in, in serious need of repair. We had damage from storms, uh, freeze, whatever you, you name it, it's usually leaking. <laughs> and so uh, to have that environment for students to learn and have a safe place to, to lay their heads, we have spent an enormous amount of money um, that we don't really have to um, get those remediated and reconstructed. So um, as the population, I mean, you can buy tickets to these events, you can come to the stomp dance and, you know, participate in the cakewalk, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Those things really, the, every little dollar helps. We also have, a, a, on our website, we have a place where you can uh, give donations. And, and it's really actually a pretty easy uh, uh, email, uh, or actually I should say website. It's all you have to do is Google uh, baconcollege.give and it'll take you right there. And then all you do is click in that PayPal amount, however much you can give. It's, if it's 50 cents, believe me, we, we got students that need that. <laughs> Our students are the most underserved throughout the country. Uh, whether it's indigenous or whether it's African-American or whether it's Latino, Latina, uh, that's 
the population we serve here at Bay Cone. So, so our students aren't the ones that come from means. Our students are the ones that are, you know, struggling and looking for that place to, to call home and get their education. Um, one other thing I want to say about our students and, and what we do here and how we can help is tribes play a critical role. Mm -hmm. We get no money from the Bureau of Indian Affairs. You know, that's, that's unheard of for most indigenous serving institutions. We get no money from the BIA. The only federal dollars we're getting is the ones that we've sought out with the USDA. And so um, that is why we're in this position. We're not relying on federal grants, even though we should be entitled to them. Um, and tribes, that's what we're circling back around, tribes will play a critical role in supporting us. Our highest populations are Choctaws, uh, we have the most Mississippi Choctaws and Oklahoma Choctaws. Then it is Cherokee, Cherokees or Dalagi. <laughs> and then we have Cheyenne and Arapaho as our third highest. Okay. Um, how many classrooms are, and buildings are currently under construction? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. There are several buildings that are uh, unusable at this moment. There are about five that we have on campus that we have totally locked off. So those buildings can't be used at all until the mold is remediated. Some of them in certain cases since 1980. Oh, wow. Is there a temporary location being used for students' classes where they are currently learning from? Um, we have uh, the classroom buildings, which is CCH. It used to be the old nursing building, so most people recognize it as such. Mm -hmm. um, that needs help, a lot of help. Um, that was during the freeze that flooded. Um, old construction makes those uh, pipes that go up into the roof and then the roof and in the roof that's where those pipes will burst and oh then it goes all gosh. over the, yeah so we Man. we managed to save the building but that doesn't mean it's yeah exactly. I mean these are infrastructure issues that have to be addressed because it's gonna happen again if we don't fix them um, um, what is the goal that needs to be met to repair all of the work that needs to be done here we are looking at for repairs no less than five million dollars I mean, that is the very minimum oh amount that we can get by with to fix all of these um, if we want to just do some buildings on campus we could probably squeak through with 2.5 mm -hmm. yeah so uh, th these activities while they're gonna bring some much-needed support um, they're you know they're also to bring awareness to our, our students, mm -hmm. you know, who need our, our, our people to wrap around them in love right now. Exactly. And you know, that, that amount, it's not anything for some people, right? Mm -hmm. You get a corporation that has been dealing with billions of dollars. They're like, that's not, but for our students, it yeah. would be everything. Mm -hmm. Especially those that are, are away from home, like across the state yes. or out of country. Even um, they're going to school here to get an education, but um, it's hard to get an education when yes. there's so much that needs to be repaired here yes. at Big Cone. I was going through some old pictures um, this past week, and I saw a picture that I meant to bring uh, to show you. It was from my um, Big Cone choir days oh. in 2002 <laughs> with Mrs. Oh, Peters wow. as the choir director. Uh -huh. um, I will um, share that picture with you when I go home. <laughs> Um, I might even use it um, to promote the fashion show and the stomp dance just because 
Baycona is where I started my collegiate career after I graduated from Walters High School down in the deep south Comanche land. <laughs> um, I came back home after I graduated um, just because I was uh, raised here north of the Ogenee Power Plant, which is known um, better as the Fort Gibson Bottoms, Muskogee City Limits. Um, and it was just a quick drive up the road, but it has so much history because my mom's um, sister, Jackie, and my um, uncles, AC, my, uh, the late AC Oberly um, Jr. and the late Johnny Oberly um, Sr., um, both got their um, college degrees from Bacone and met their um, spouses here that came from different uh, tribal nations from different parts of the country. So Bacone has a really big um, part of my heart just because this is where I was able to start my basic um, general education requirements. And so I wanted to help um, by raising awareness for Bacone, and that's why we're doing this podcast today. Um, now I would like to welcome Alyssa Brackett so she can tell us about the upcoming fundraising events that will be taking place here on campus. Thank you for joining us, Alyssa. Can you give the audience some information about your upcoming um uh, well, uh, you said that there was another contact person for the Stomp Dance, um, but you can give us the information of who to contact if they want to know information about um, maybe setting up a, um, a vendor booth or um, what date is going to be taking place for the Stomp Dance auction. And then, of course, the amazing fashion show that will be planned. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, this is really fun. Um, so we are having a fashion show and it is also an auction and I love that we did center our, this um, theme around awareness for MMIW, you know, Missing and Murdered Indigenous mm -hmm. Women, MMIP, Missing and, uh, missing and Murdered Indigenous People. Um, we're going to have the fashion show and it's going to be all Native staff, all Native designers, all Native um, models. Um, we've scouted them, we've selected them and each of them are going to have at least one piece of uh, for MMIP, and it's going to be an auction piece. So that's what's going to help with the proceeds, along with the tickets. All proceeds go to Bacon for this. That is really great. How much will tickets cost? Uh, they are $20 a piece, and we really wanted to make it affordable for the community while also trying to, you know, make a dent for Bacon in some way, so... Um, how will this event help families who may have had a daughter or a mother as a victim of MMIW? So I feel like in the past you know, years, we've uh, been very aware of MMIW more. I just don't want people to feel like they're getting callous by it mm -hmm. or it's like just a normal thing just to wear a skirt for. I want this to actually be like an, an intimate um, view of what it really is. You know, I'd like to, we're going to try to invite a family that's been affected. And then we're also going to just uh, raise more awareness a lot. So, um, you know, I just really want to pinpoint that. And like I said, I just want to continue the conversation about it. How many fashion designers will be involved in this fashion show? So we have eight and a few of them are coming out of state. So I feel really, really blessed with that. Uh, some of them are coming from uh, southwest area so oh, wow. it's going to be really fun oh, they're awesome. really amazing designers 
Um, now I hear that there is a model workshop that will be taking place later this month. Uh, can you tell us what to expect with that? Yeah, so that is actually for the selected models and for the Baycone students. We wanted to give them that advantage as well. Some of them probably didn't see the model application, so mm -hmm. we wanted to open that for them. Um, I will be opening public workshops in the future but this one will definitely give them a feel of what it is to be on the runway modeling and it's not just you know for like a vain reason it it's mostly just to bring confidence uplift morale you know have have something they can just loosen up and be fun at so get it you know I've okay. heard that the most confidence yes. um Dr. Michael will Baycomb students be getting involved in the fashion show or will they there be student booths for artists to sell their artwork or crafts both yes <laughs> and at the stomp dance um, we'll have booths as well so yeah. you can look forward to purchasing uh, all the kinds of goodies the, the bling and the pretty shiny beadwork yeah. <laughs> <of> <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is perfect because it's going um the stomp dance will be taking place like two weeks before valentine's day so <laughs> If there's any men out there listening, this would be a perfect time for you to support our native sisters and our native aunties yeah. that make beautiful um, beaded earrings and necklaces. Um, um, there's probably going to be other ones that will be selling um, Pendleton um, attire, maybe. Um, but you may want to check out, I always say, support the small business before you're going out to the malls and to the chain stores because really the small business owners have the heart and they want to, they had an envision to become an artist. And I say, support their vision by, you know, donating a little money to those who are going to school here, who um, in their spare time are busy beating and making crafts. Um, you know, if, if that's what they're going to school here for is for native art, then this will be a perfect opportunity to promote that. Um, so um, Alyssa, is this your first time hosting a MMIW event? It is actually. Um, it's probably going to be one of the most sentimental things I've ever done so a lot of emotions being put into this you know even with the promotional stuff mm -hmm. so I'm really excited and I uh, hope to continue to do more of the you know awareness things in the future so <clears throat> do you have a projected goal of how much money could be raised with hosting these three events stop dance auction and fashion show well, we're happy for whatever we can make <laughs> yeah. and how much awareness we can bring to the causes. Um, I, I also want to add that our students are that target population that we're trying to assure that we bring awareness to and about. Um, here in Oklahoma, up north they have a lot of activities for MMIWP, mm -hmm. but this this is something critically needed here in Oklahoma because it's different here. We do the oil and gas, but we don't have the same things going on like the man camps, although there are still some of them. Where our problems are are at the truck stops and the types of things yes. that... So, so this is really important also to... Um, demonstrate to our students to stay safe mm -hmm. you know rely on each other mm -hmm. sisters do not leave sisters at a party right. anywhere not that our students do that but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just want to be sure we put that in there so people understand really Absolutely. what this is about yeah um yeah. 
because I know human trafficking is a very high percent in not just Oklahoma, but throughout the United States. I have so many kids that are um, preteen are going missing and um, they just need a better direction not to um, be out with somebody that's older than them, like an older brother or sister. Um, or, you know, just a friend, um, but a, a buddy system always needs to be um, in place um, to mm -hmm. prevent these things from happening. Um, now, in case there are people that cannot attend, if tickets are sold out, will there be a way to see the show on a live stream? Or is there another event being planned in the future for people to have a second chance opportunity to see indigenous fashion and to help raise awareness for Big Home? Yeah, so we are live streaming from the Bacon Facebook page. Awesome. So, yeah, that's what we really wanted to do. We really wanted to make that accessible still. Um, but, um, you know, I just think in general, in the future, you're going to see a big native fashion uprising, even mm -hmm. more than it is right now. I mean, I see friends, some of my friends are going overseas to, like, you know, France mm -hmm. to do stuff, and I'm like, that's how we do it. It's an up-and-coming <laughs> um, trend that has been needed, and um, now that there's uh, becoming more events, um, this is something that will give people that never imagined going to a high-end modeling and career center, like maybe when I was um, 12, I went to John Casablanca's, um, where they tweezed my eyebrows for the first time. <laughs> I never thought that I would ever be in that kind of a category until I went to a workshop and I was scouted by somebody that wanted me to go and take these courses. So it really does bring um, uh, young girls out into um, a confidence it helps them to um, learn how to walk without slouching, without, you know, carrying themselves in a way that, you know, can uh, provide them with gaining confidence with their own selves. Um, I would like to thank, um, thank you all for um, being my guest. Um, and that is all the time that we have for today. I hope that you all will help support Bacon, purchase a ticket for the fashion show, or come and support Bacon for the upcoming Stomp Dance. Do you want to give them the link real quick? Oh, yes. Um, okay. So our Facebook page is Red Dress Awareness Event and Fundraiser for Bacon College. And there you can find all the information, including the tickets. Get your tickets this week before they are sold out. What is the max capacity that we can fit in the chapel? Uh, a little over 200. A little over 200. Yeah. So I would say, um, don't just say you're going to get it after you get off work today. Do it on your lunch break <laughs> because I'm telling you, um, this is something that is going to fill up very, very soon. And um, so while you have an opportunity, um, you know, get a ticket, get two tickets, and make this be a fun pre-Valentine's date night while supporting a good cause. Yeah. Um, until next time, thank you for those of you who have listened to this podcast. I will see you again next week for another great episode of Good Morning with Sarah Megan Kelly. There are no words for goodbye in the Comanche language, as we say, we will see you again. And in Cherokee, we say, And in Lenape, we say, Thank you all. I would like to thank my guest, Dr. Nikki Michael, interim president of Bacon College and fashion designer and event coordinator for the Red Dress event, Alyssa Brackett. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.